to this adventure we like to call To Hell with the Hot Dish, where we challenge the church to be more than a cliche culture and strive to be devoted disciples. Laughing along the way, I am one of your hosts, Kyle Rouse, here with my other two co-hosts plus one. Who am I with? Jonathan. Jonathan. Still here. Ooh. That was musical. Uh, harmonize. I liked it. Okay. Harmonize. Kyle, your turn. I'm Kyle. I'm not going to sing for you. <laughs> okay. All right. And we've got Alice Connor with us. That's me. Welcome back. What's up, guys? Yay. So How's great to going? be here. It's good. It's good. It's been a little while. It has. A grip. Like a year? A grip. Has it been about a year, probably? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something like that. Like, I feel like, didn't we talk about Mary, like, as a special, very special Christmas episode? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, (laughs) I don't remember when that was. (laughs) I don't, yeah, no, well, it was around Christmas. It was Advent, I think. I don't remember, but it was a few years ago. Was that when you wrote the book, Fierce? Yeah. Is that right? It was. It was a little bit after I wrote Fierce, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not just fierce. The, the title's a lot longer than that. It, do you is... want me to tell you again? <laughs> well, you can tell me where I can read it. Maybe you better come in from you. It's fierce so. women of the Bible and their stories of violence, mercy, bravery, wisdom, sex, and salvation. That's right. Done like a true author. Yes. Just knows the title. Long, no long subtitles long and one word uh, actual titles were in the zeitgeist for a brief period of time. <laughs> that so. was right in the... That was It's, the it's done now. We're, we're over that, that now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You, you, we've moved yes. on. Okay. But you're like... You're like... I mean, you are. We're going to make you an an, an official slash unofficial host because I think yes. you've now probably been on just about any yes. more than anybody else because mm-hmm. we've we do it. We don't. We haven't done a lot of repeats. Yes. So this is cool. That's all I've wanted so. ever in my life, and I'm hoping that uh, <laughs> on the next episode that I'm on, you guys will provide me one of those microphones. Like on uh, was it the Price is Right? The the long skinny yeah. ones that, like look like a like a oh, <laughs> the Bob Barker yeah 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 with like the little popsicle. Or it's not popsicle like a. Like Sucker on the end, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would like to record with one of those. I did. Okay. Well, we can we can we can rum around rummage around on eBay. I need you to make that happen. Because <laughs> okay, if that's the dream, we will. It's my requirement. We'll the dream. Okay. Oh, requirement. Okay. It's it's been two years. December. I looked it up. December twenty sixteen, oh, sweet. and then June of twenty seventeen. So oh, wow. those okay. were the past two okay. episodes. So it's been it's, it's overdue. It's been it is overdue. A long one. Yes, like enough time to write a book, maybe. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have Alice on when it's not book based. I think at this point because there's a pattern. Do you think we I have anything to else to talk about? Wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> well, not when you're. I mean, you're always writing. Yes, so well. there you go. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. There you go. So you you have your on and to 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 talk about your newest creation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Your newest work. I am. You know, tell us first though, because you're in Cincinnati. Tell us what you do for an everyday kind of a thing. Absolutely. I mean, t- tell the listeners. I I know, but maybe, <laughs> do you? Maybe you've you know, forgotten because it's been so long. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I think you do something with Jesus. I do I do think. something with Jesus. Yeah, he's okay, around right. regularly. Um, okay. All right, yes, all right. I do campus ministry at the University of Cincinnati. This is actually where I, I don't know the exact date, but sometime around now, I'm actually have I'm hitting 10 years doing that uh hey no it's kind of nuts um yeah so uh so yeah i do campus ministry um and our campus ministry is uh sort of the basis of the book actually though it expands Mm -hmm. beyond that and i'll get to that in a minute but um Mm -hmm. 
the Edge House is what it's called. And mm-hmm. um, we, we're technically Lutheran. I'm Episcopalian. My students come from all kinds of backgrounds, um, both Lutheran Episcopal for mm. sure, but also other, like we have sort of former evangelicals. Um, we Or even, I mean, even still evangelicals, really. Um, we have people who sort of would identify very much, obviously, in the faith space, people who are mm-hmm. deconstructing and reconstructing, people who have just abandoned it. Um, we definitely have some some atheist students. And uh, anyway, I say all that because I can just talk forever about it, really. But uh, I say all that because the community that we have created um, in that space with, with all those differences, but also with differences in gender, gender expression, um, political persuasion, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. Um, it's, it's not perfect, like at all. Sure. We well, screw yeah. up all the time. Uh, that's a thing that <laughs> happens. Um, but we are trying so hard to sort of incarnate the kingdom in the sense that like, it's a whole bunch of different people. And also we're not trying to force people to be a particular way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, so that's what I've been doing for 10 years. There's specifics about it that involve coffee and board games and things. <laughs> but that's I like, that's the basis. I like both of those things. <laughs> yeah, I was just making a list yesterday. I was doing some research about what were the, the big games of last year uh, and what, what are people anticipating this year because I'm going to Gen Con in the end of August. I'm nice. very excited. I'm going to play all the games and buy all the games and it's going to be great. Hmm. Whoa, yeah. that's awesome. Very cool. We're well, and nerds t- for that. T- well, and congrats on ten years because Thanks. that is that that that's an incredible and an always changing mm-hmm. environment and always changing yep. ministry that is kind of a, a unique one of a kind thing. It right? is. I mean, definitely the students. I mean, that's sort of an obvious thing that you would think of that that people are always graduating. Um, that sure. is a, an obviously a for sure thing that happens. Um, at, at UC, we also have a co op program, and um, our community legitimately changes every semester because people are going on co-op or they're coming back from co-op. Um, what people don't realize in college ministry, uh, is that the administration of the university has a really high turnover as well. Uh, it's really sort of surprising how you'll be going to somebody's office for forever. And then suddenly you're like, Oh, that, where'd they go? Oh, they moved. What happened? Like our, our entire residence life department changed over in two years. Like everybody. Wow. <laughs> what wow. is, how do I wow. function when I don't know where anybody is? No c- yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Always changing yeah. for sure. Yeah. Or defined continuity. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm curious about, do, does that talk, kind of shifting to talk about the new, the book that you've yeah. written, does it, does that role and, and what kind of prompted the idea to write it in, in anything, what you were doing in that, in the college mm-hmm. environment mm-hmm. or is it, did it come from something external or something different? Yeah, no, it was definitely that, that community actually, um, sure. that community at the edge house, because over those 10 years we have developed, I, I mean, just like any community, we've developed certain like language for things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's not that strange. I mean, none of it's really strange, but we've, we've developed what you might call like wisdom sayings, which kind of sounds mm. a little bit mm. boring on the surface. It's not, it's actually very exciting. Um, thing, things that, um, well, I'll, I will tell you a couple of them from the chapters. I'm going to hold up the book for the people in the video. Um, <laughs> this is I have my, my advanced this is reader's copy right here. Yes. Right yes. I'm going to actually, let me, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I will just say that it looks beautiful and looks I, awesome and eye catching and grabbing and in front hopefully of the, the book will fly off the shelf. Yes, I, I hope so too. Um, so like we, we say things to each other over the years, like 
Um, who is yelling and screaming in your background? I love it. That's so fun. You know, it's 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 an ever changing environment yes, here when we're at church. We've got day camp going on. Oh, fun! So, um, so that's you know, there, there's a little bit of screaming. I dig it. I dig it. No, that was, I was like screaming and fun. Are those my children? So. I don't know what's going on. No. So so we say a lot of things like um, it's okay to feel your feelings. So again, on the yeah. surface, you're like, yeah, okay, but like legitimately, how many of us come into even environments that we feel fairly comfortable in? but don't feel as though it's okay for us to be sad or really to show our anger uh, or depending mm-hmm. on the situation, like we don't feel like we can really show how happy we are in that moment mm-hmm. because we know the people, mm-hmm. you know, um, or we apologize for our feelings. You know, somebody starts mm-hmm. crying a little bit because their grandfather died or something. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, why are you apologizing for that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that's, it's, it's mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> like that's allowed. Uh, and, it, yeah. and it certainly goes much deeper than that too. Uh, but like these are essentially they're sort of, each chapter is based around a, a sort of a saying, a phrase that we use a lot um, mm-hmm. around the Edge House. Uh, you know, you're mm-hmm. involved, not in control. It, take off your costume. Do shit on purpose. Things like this, right? Um, yeah. So, so each chapter is based on those things, and those all, like some of them, are things that I have said in one way or another over the years, and kind of caught on. And some of them are things that we sort of developed as a community. And so the book originally was sort of a, a, a memoir of my campus mem- ministry, a memoir of a campus ministry. Does that sound exciting? No, it does not. <laughs> <laughs> I pitched this to my editors and they were like, no, <laughs> we don't care about that, but we do care about what you have to say. And like mm. the, the mm. sort of challenge to people um, sort of outside your campus ministry, how, I mean, it's called, I, I held it up in the video, but of course, hello to hell with a hot dish listeners. You can't see what I'm holding up. <laughs> it's called how to human an incomplete manual for living in a messed up world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important that it's an incomplete manual cause I do not have all the answers, but I have some answers. Right. And so like essentially over 10 years, all these students have been in and out and professors and staff and whoever, have contributed to it in terms of like developing this wisdom about how to be a better human being and also have benefited from it over the years. Um, so yeah. it's, it's sort of a how to book. It's sort of, I hate to say it's like a, um, I, I don't have any of my words today, guys. Like a self-help Sa- book. Thank you. I think that I didn't want to use it. And so my brain was not, let, not giving me the words mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to filter this yeah. out for you, Alice. I mean, self-help well, is good, brain. right? But like, this is sort of self-help with, with more of a purpose. So I guess, I guess what I want to say about it, the, the main thing I want to say about it, and then you can ask me more questions. I don't think your listeners just want to hear me, but, um, <laughs> uh, the main thing I want to say about it is that it's not like, here's five steps to fixing everything in your life because I don't mm-hmm. know what that is. I would then have the perfect yeah. life if I figured that out. And I really don't. Um, mm-hmm. You're going to fail. There's literally a chapter about failure. That's, mm-hmm. and, and that's a, it's a spiritual discipline failure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. How do we mess up all the time? How do we learn from those failures? Even as we still make those same mistakes over and over again. Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's not, it's going to be hard. It's going to be miserable. Let's dive in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. And I think, I mean, there's a, uh, uh, from what I was looking at, I mean, there's some great 
experiences and, and great uh, points of conversational mm. life where we can interact mm-hmm. with one another mm-hmm. and experiences that I find just to be so um, uh, refreshing mm. and authentic and a great way to enter into this the messiness mm-hmm. of of the world and the messiness that we experience, right? To put yeah. some flesh on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know. and to do something with it, not just be like, man, that's a mess. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> like, can we... Can we affect it? I mean, again, that, that one chapter, mm-hmm. you're involved, not in control. I actually have that tattooed on my arm. Uh, and I point yeah. and I point mm-hmm. to it periodically when I'm talking mm-hmm. to people. Even if I'm wearing long sleeves yeah. and they can't see it, I point at my arm. They're like, why are you? What do you? What does that mean? Uh, is that is that one of your sayings then? Sort of, yeah. I, it's the way I phrased it is. Um, I, uh-huh. So I have this spiritual director that I've been going to forever. Um, she's amazing. Um, one of the longest relationships I have in my life, actually. Sure. And I really struggle with being in control. I, like, I, 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 I want to be. I am. Sure. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't know that, but I am, in fact, in control of everything in the world. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. well, and uh, thank you. I, it's, it's, big... it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am being sarcastic, but, like, that's how I feel. Like, I feel as though I can be in control of everything, right? And so we would yeah. talk about all kinds of stuff. Uh, and it would keep coming back to the space of Alice, you're, you're trying to be perfect about this. You're trying to fix everything. You're, if, if anybody's an Enneagram person, I'm, I am a one. That's the thing. Um, mm-hmm. if you hate Enneagram and all it stands for, it's fine. It's totally cool. Uh, just fast forward. Just a fast forward a bit. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all I'm going to say about it. Um, so I, like, I really struggle with the sense of being in control. And, and there was one day when she said, like, I think, I think I said, um, you know, I, I, I know that I'm not in control of this. Uh, so like, I mean, I, I must, I must not have really had anything to do with it or, or something to that effect. Right. Like this binary as though either I am in complete control or mm-hmm. I had nothing to do with the thing. Right. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, you no, you're right. You're not in control, but you are involved with things. You're engaged mm-hmm. with these things. Like, oh, oh, my brain exploded. I was like, that's exactly right. Yes. Yes. So that's, I mean, it's, yeah. it came from that conversation with her for sure. Nice. Um, yeah. No, I never heard that before. It, it really struck me when I looked at the tap, that, that title. Yeah. That and I thought that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, and I think it's helpful. I mean, I'm looking at, at you, Kyle, as a pastor. Um, at, I actually don't know if, are the rest of you pastors? I should know this at this point. Brand new, yeah. brand new co-hosts. He's he, he's. A, I'm I'm about to start working on it. I'm a youth and family minister gotcha. currently, but, but I'm about to enter in their seminary. Well, so, so whether or not yeah. you're ordained, you get that though. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, 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 for sure. Oh, I feel like that's. I feel like that's. I'm learning more and more. I feel that that's like ninety percent of life is trying to break down binaries yes. in my own mind mm-hmm. and other people's minds, and it's so funny because within the Lutheran Church, and I would say not knowing, I don't have a varied background in Episcopalian knowledge as far as theology goes, but like mainline denominations in general, maybe this is a vast generalization, but like we have a thought theology that's not binary. And so we live in it all the time. Why, why it's hard to break down Mm -hmm. and get out of those. Yes, I completely agree with that. And Kyle, other Kyle, are you also a pastor? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm ordained in name only, right? I just do, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I just, I just do my best. Um, okay. Hey, same man. I'm with yeah. you. I'm, and and I, I'm not, I don't want to like make a big deal that like this book is for pastors cause it's not, I'm just no. noticing from my yeah. perspective as a pastor that I feel like I have to be in control all the time. 
in, mm. in one way yeah. or another. And that's something I've just been constantly working on letting go of. And I, and I, that's totally right about the binaries. Like we, we find ourselves in these spaces of it's one thing or another. And that's, that's just not the way the world actually is. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. how it works. Yeah. yeah. Well, and when, when you're in that role and people are coming to you for whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I guess you could say advice or, or, you know, yeah. he, mm-hmm. they must direction. know they, direction. They must know more than I do. Right. And so you start to feel like, well, maybe I did, maybe I'm supposed to know more than you. <laughs> yeah. Turns out surprise. Right. I don't always, you know, exactly. So yeah, we put that on ourselves. Surprise. Sure. I do not know more than you do necessarily. <laughs> Spoiler alert. We're just as terrified as everyone else when it comes to different things. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, and, good. and I sort of sort of related to that, this idea of, of kind of breaking down binaries. Um, it's tenuously related. Um, one of the chapters in the book is about um, awkwardness. Because um, yeah. I mm-hmm. find myself to be supremely awkward. Um, <laughs> and I had this revelation a few years ago that, uh, yeah, everyone's awkward. Even people who kind yeah. of look mm-hmm. smooth on some level. Like they've they've figured out a way to make themselves not look awkward, yeah, but they yeah. are, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it was because I was listening to, um, I don't know if you or any of your listeners listen to the Dan Savage, um, Savage love cast. It's a great podcast. It's a sex oh, and relationship advice, right. uh, podcast. Um, so just uh, listening morning, there's just lots of swears and, morning. you know, sure. definitely about sex. Anyway, um, people would constantly and, and still do people constantly call in and say, you know, I need to, I need to break up with this person or I want to ask them for something in bed or whatever. And how do I, how do I do this without it being awkward? Like over and over people are saying this and he gives really mm-hmm. good advice. He's, he's a, he's a good dude for the most part. I mean, as much as any of us are, but like his response to that is he never exactly says this, but he says something like, and this is how I've, I've phrased it is it, it's always awkward. Like there, there's not, mm-hmm. yeah. You can't break up with someone without it being awkward. There may be like yeah. one couple who's ever done that. Um, mm-hmm. And like if you're going to ask for something in bed or in the kitchen or whatever, like literally just the the aspect of asking someone else requires a little bit of vulnerability and it's scary. And sometimes there's spaces where it's way more scary than others for sure. Like there's definitely a, yeah. a spectrum. There's other, other places where it's like, I know this person really well and I don't have a problem asking them to hand me the coffee. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. Like uh-huh. obviously there's, uh-huh. there's levels. Um, but this sense of like, can we remove the awkwardness? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, no. no. So just, Can't so just lean it. into yeah. it. Just like, yeah, this is going to be mm-hmm. awkward. That's fine. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> To expect it, well, to expect that, and that changes the way you look at it. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. Oh. Well, do you think, and like looking at some of the chapters and skimming through a little bit of the book, do you think that some of it basically becomes the fact that we we are, and maybe this is cultural only to the United States, but we're trying to, as humans, sort of make everything as clean as oh, possible. Yeah. And what your book is basically a good reminder of is like. It ain't going to be no matter what, if it's right. awkward, if it's mm-hmm. uncomfortable, if it's it, yeah. you just got to do it. You got to jump in mm-hmm. with both feet. Mm-hmm. There's no way of streamlining the process. You can't get from here to there right. with by just mm-hmm. sort of streamlining it. But somehow, where does that come from? Maybe we can all talk about that. And maybe that's a longer <laughs> podcast than what we've got now. <laughs> but like, where does that come from that we're like, oh, I want to streamline this so badly? I guess the avoidance of uncomfortable. Maybe that's part I'm of trying it. Trying to control or, chaos. Mm. Mm. Could be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just threw well, a big thought grenade no. into the middle of the podcast. No, I, but I, I've said, and, and I don't, I don't know if this is uh, exactly 
what you're getting at, but too, but there's something in our culture, and I think, and I think in our American culture, where we are accomplished, where where we we, we uh, celebrate if you're accomplished, if you mm-hmm. have done this, and, mm-hmm. and you are self-made, and you are independent, and mm-hmm. you have done that, and so we, are, I, I know, I often find myself falling into that trap of going, "Yep, that's me," and I'm, mm-hmm. it, which really is saying I've got, I pretend I have way more control than I really do, right? Mm-hmm. It's this this right. mask that we put on, so yeah. I. I see some of that in our in our culture that we live in every mm-hmm. day, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, that's just one answer, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, we need a. I think the mess social is media campaign. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think the mess Hashtag is threatening. Embrace the awkward. Like it's it feels like change and uh, yeah awkwardness disagreement. Like mm-hmm. if if it's mm-hmm. not what I'm expecting it to be, or it's not as clean as I want it to be, then, then yeah, it's, it's, it feels scary somehow. Even, even though like, it's not super scary, right. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, right. I'm not afraid for right. my life necessarily, though. There's a lot of stuff we are afraid for our lives with. Like, I don't want to, oh, sure. like I do talk in the book quite a bit about things like homophobia and racism, um, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. kill, I mean, those mm-hmm. things kill people. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, but even like, even I, I, when I talk to my students sometimes about the anxiety they feel about the world, whether it's about their co-ops or it's about their classes or trying to talk to somebody, whatever. Um, and they're like, it just feels so dumb that I'm so anxious about this. And I was like, well, maybe, but like, this is just my theory. I, I would love if you have any listeners who are like evolutionarily evolutionary biologists or something like that to, to chime in. Cause I'd be <laughs> very interested to hear their thoughts. Um, my perspective is like our brains grew very simplified here. Our brains grew in the, with this fight, flight, freeze mechanism, mm-hmm. yeah. which is really helpful when you are faced with a saber tooth tiger, right? Mm-hmm. Or what, like a, like a legitimate physical threat in front of you that mm-hmm. could 100% eat you. Fight, flight, freeze makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. But we, for the most, for the most part in America anyway, now, obviously if you live in a place where, guns are a really common thing. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be a little bit different and you're going to, you're going to need it. But like, Mm -hmm. but even, even so, like if you're talking about somebody who's sitting in a classroom and like faced with a test or something, right. That's not a saber tooth tiger, Mm -hmm. but our brains are wired to treat that as a threat. And so Mm -hmm. our systems get flooded with the adrenaline and the fear. And do I fight? Do I freeze? Do I flee Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. this person in front of me who is actually not so much a threat? You know what I mean? Or from this, yeah, or from this yeah. situation, like I have to make this phone call. I'm freaking out because it's like a saber tooth tiger, right? Yeah. And so, on one level, yeah. that makes complete sense. Like for me, that helps me calm down a little bit to remind myself that, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is my body is trying to keep me safe. Yeah. Okay, that's helpful. Okay, but I'm not actually in danger right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I may be more able to kind of function with that. Well, calm, calm down, step out, and then mm-hmm. kind yeah. of process from and I've, there. Yeah. And I've heard stuff like that before, so I think that absolutely tracks yeah. and is dead on. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I am. Um, I'm really intrigued though because this this conversation we've been having at some point in your book, I think it's right in the mm-hmm. beginning. You talk about this difference between safe and comfortable, um, yeah. which I think mm. is is really an important thing. And I, I wondered if you had a really unique take on that being on a college campus all the time. I think we hear, right, colleges being like these uh, rightfully, wrongfully so described as like safe spaces now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And the need Usually with a sneer and a jeer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I wonder if you could speak to to that and kind of the challenge in dealing with these 
big problems and like even the little ones too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, it's kind of changing uh, landscape somewhat. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. Um, for for sure, that is a conversation on the college campus. Uh, but I think it's true elsewhere as well. I think college campus is sort of a crucible for a lot of things. Uh, and a lot of people mm-hmm. kind of point to us as the the bastion of evil or the locus of all good things. It's, it's <laughs> both and neither <laughs> Just people back to the binary. Exactly. It's not, it's not what everybody says it is. Um, I mean, definitely people can go onto the extreme ends of things. That's, that's one. And that's why I say that too, is, is mm-hmm. that I think, yeah, I think, I think that we have sometimes conflated safety with comfort or comfort with safety that a place of discomfort is, is really, that's where we learn. We, we don't tend mm-hmm. to learn when we're unsafe. Like if, if you are mm. legitimately, I think, I think that one of the descriptions I gave was, uh, or one of the, the examples I gave was, um, hearing someone talk about cancer may make you feel uncomfortable. Like if you're hearing mm. about the specifics of the treatment and what it does to the body, that may, may, may fe- excuse me, it may make you feel uncomfortable, but it mm-hmm. does not make you unsafe. Mm-hmm. If you have cancer and it's actively attacking you, you are actually unsafe. And mm-hmm. that's different, right? There may be some overlap mm-hmm. in terms of like your unsafety. You may also feel uncomfortable. But um, so the difference in those things is um, I think human beings have a right, even though we aren't always in that space. Like it's hard to, <laughs> hard to make this happen, right? But I think human beings mm-hmm. have a right to safety to right. the extent that we have any control over that at all. To the extent we're involved in it. I don't know that we have the right to be comfortable. Mm. Um, and a lot of the conversations that we have out in the world, whether it's one-on-one or it's at a protest or it's with our politicians or social media or whatever, um, there's sort of this sense of, um, you know, you're, you're making me feel uncomfortable. So you need mm-hmm. to stop. Like, mm-hmm. no, no. Dis- discomfort mm-hmm. is what changes things. Um, you know, mm-hmm. when, when there is a protest, when, when Black Lives Matter comes out and says, you know, we have a problem with policing in America. Now, obviously, they're going to say it in a lot of different ways because it's made up of a bunch of different people. They're not monolithic. Mm-hmm. But they're gonna, some of them may say we need to abolish the police entirely, which, mm-hmm. interestingly, they did in Northern Ireland, and it worked. But that's <laughs> a whole – perhaps another conversation. Um, <laughs> like they might say something like that or they may say – Look, I support some form of policing, but because I care about this, I I have a, a stake in being able to say we need to change the way it's being done currently because people are dying unnecessarily, mm-hmm. right? Anyway, just just as my example, so so when they come out mm-hmm. and and protest and speak and whatever, and somebody who is a policeman or is a white person and like I feel uncomfortable, like okay, good. I think you should feel uncomfortable about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not like happy that you're uncomfortable. Right. But mm-hmm. like that discomfort means that you're paying attention to what's mm-hmm. happening and what mm-hmm. that discomfort is. Mm-hmm. This is sort of a long way to get to this. What discomfort is, is an invitation to mm-hmm. look more closely at the thing that's making you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean you have to agree with it. It doesn't mean you have to, like, there's no have to here, right? It doesn't mean you have to change everything. Discomfort just means, oh, there's something happening here. And I would say the same for me anyway is true when I I mentioned the the feel your feelings chapter. I really dislike feeling my feelings. Now, that's a simplified Hmm. as well. But, like, I really, I like being happy. (laughs) But anything Mm -hmm. that's, you know, sadness, (laughs) I get angry a lot. And Mm -hmm. that's really unpleasant, you know. 
I, I really dislike those things. But your feelings, again, are pointing you towards something else. It's, it's signifying that there's something else happening. Mm-hmm. So it's an invitation. And, and to me, that's, that's what this book is. I don't care if people agree with me or disagree with me. Like, to me, my book, but also, like, my faith, like, my experience of the church is it's meant to be an invitation. Mm-hmm. What else is happening here? You know, can I examine like one level down, you know, can I peel back one layer and see what's underneath that? Um, and that's, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in a, in, in a time when that doesn't happen yeah. often, that's so needed. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Abs- well, and, and coming back like sort of to your original question, I'm going to call you Kyle too. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably a bad idea, but uh, <laughs> Kyle too. I came first. Anyway. I, I, knew, I knew, I knew, I knew Kyle one first. Um, you know, so this question on a college campus about safety versus discomfort. I mean, we, we do have places that we call safe places or safe spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are not meant to be spaces where you are safe from hearing anything uncomfortable. A safe space for the LGBTQ community is a space not only where they are physically safe, no one is going to beat them up for being trans or what have you, mm-hmm. uh, which you would think would be a low bar, but the number of trans women in mm-hmm. particular who have been murdered in the last year is stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a thing. Like just physical safety is a hugely important thing. Um, but also safety in terms of um, like I would, I am, I identify as a woman, just who I am. Um, but like someone who that may not be obvious, um, literally just for people to use the pronouns and the name that they understand themselves to be really is a question of safety because hmm. so many of them, um, have, have been physically and emotionally, not, not always, of course, definitely not always, but so many of them have been abused because of that by their family or their hmm. friends, um, hmm. that having someone call them by their dead name can trigger a panic attack. Now, mm-hmm. now I'm aware there, there's been some research lately that says that things like trigger warnings don't actually mm-hmm. work. Uh, and that's fair. Like there's, for me, a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff is experimental, right? Like, Hey, let's maybe not talk about rape just, mm-hmm. and not warn people that we're going to talk about it because there might, somebody might be adversely affected by it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I think that's fair. And, and so there was, there was a movement to go really far into that. It's like, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to trigger warning everything. There are things that really mess people up, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. like fast flashing lights can trigger someone's epilepsy, right? So that's an important Mm -hmm. thing to note, right? There are emotional things like that. Um, but really to me, it was never a question of like, we have to do this. It was a question of, oh, let's be sensitive. Let's pay attention. Like, let's be kind to the people in the room if I'm aware that this is an issue for them, it's not that I'm not going to talk about it necessarily, but I might talk about it differently or I might ask them, Hey, what, you know, are there, are there ways that that might be helpful for me to talk about this? Or if you need to step out for the day, cause we're going to talk mm-hmm. about this, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Anyway? Mm-hmm. So, so the safe space is meant not as, Oh, you can't ever hear things that you dislike. That's a bunch of BS. <laughs> Right. And side right. note, it's not just, you know, fruity hippie liberals who are asking for those spaces. <laughs> mm-hmm. My social media yeah. is full of people on the conservative side who are like, you can't call me that. Like, oh, you need your safe space, friend. Like, you know, mm. it's all of us. We don't like 
we yeah. we feel uncomfortable when people confront us with things that we hadn't thought about or that we dislike or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? That's yeah. and that's okay. It's okay to be uncomfortable. Are you in danger? That's what a safe mm-hmm. space is for. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? So mm-hmm. but I'm also aware that they aren't they don't always they're not talked about that way necessarily. They aren't always enacted that way. You know, there's no perfect <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah takes a certain amount of relationship or common language or common thought or common agreement to be able to Mm -hmm. institute those Mm -hmm. places. But it also seems like what's interesting too. And as you were talking, I was thinking that it seems like a lot of our comfortability is bought with the high price of people's safety sometimes, which is not okay for me. I guess that I'm like, what do you mean? Well, I, I mean that, you know, for me to be comfortable, then I might, try to make someone unsafe. And so it, I'm, I'm working real, I'm working real hard to keep my comfortability around so that I can stay out of discomfort. Right. Cause we don't like discomfort. We don't want to sit in that space. Mm -hmm. So then I might be willing to go so far as to not use someone's proper pronouns because I want to be comfortable Mm -hmm. or I want to, um, I, I don't, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not coming up with other examples, but it seems like the comfortability is you you pay the high price of someone else's right. safety well, that I mean, gets put on the chopping block. As a white person, I feel mostly comfortable with my interaction with police. Mm-hmm. I don't, when I get pulled over, which isn't like a whole lot, but when I do get pulled over, I have no feeling of fear that I'm going to be yanked out of my car or killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know that that is not the experience of my black friends. So like there's, there's almost like a level of sort of passive comfort, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily, uh, an argument to like make everyone suddenly leave their house and go protest, but maybe, um, like I'm, I'm comfortable. And so I don't always think on at any given moment, like right this moment that maybe I should be working on helping have these conversations with police departments about how they train, you know, why, mm-hmm. why they're, mm-hmm. why they are, um, in a space of protecting the, the police officer, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. there's, there's lots of stuff associated with that. Um, and I, and I, I'm aware, I'm certain that you probably have listeners who are in the force and, uh, and I, I want to just say, I, I know that this is complicated, right? I don't mean to just pull that one, um, example out, but my point is that I feel comfortable and I know that my silence is passively supporting a system that makes some of my friends unsafe. Hmm. Does, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So what do we, you know, what do we do with that information? You know? Right. And that's, right. I mean, that's sort of the question of, of my book along many different lines, lots of different examples is, yeah. okay, so, yeah. so what? You know, now you've been thinking mm-hmm. about this thing, whatever yeah. it is, whether it's policing or whether it's like literally just some story from scripture that you heard on Sunday. It's not mm-hmm. just the clergy person's responsibility to tell you what it's about. What do you do with it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that one of the things that strikes me, too, about that is so the title is How to Be Human, you know, and, and living in a mess, messy world. Well, you pull one layer off that and you realize the only way I can be human is by 
caring about my relationship with other human beings. Yeah, right. right. Mm-hmm. That 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 mm-hmm. that it's that it's not something that I can do by myself. Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I can't be human by myself. I have to be human in other people's in my relationship with others and the way I care for them and the way yeah. I realize it's mm-hmm. not all about me and my comfort or it's not about me being happy right where I am. When right. nobody bothering me. That's not how we're human. Right. That's not what we're wired. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. I just, I don't know, just in thinking about that, that that becomes one of the yeah. things that I really is how to be human. Well, mm-hmm. you live with others <laughs> that, and, mm-hmm. and live well, try yeah. to live well with mm-hmm. others is how, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just one of the, it, it just struck me as something mm-hmm. I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's exactly mm-hmm. right. I mean, scripture is, is rife with references to you and it's almost entirely plural. When God mm-hmm. is talking to you, it's y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All we y'all. Know about that. We know that y'all. Now, well, I know you do that. there in Texas. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in <laughs> South Absolutely. Carolina. That's where I picked it up. Like, I, it's, <laughs> it's really too bad that, that that word is sort of more colloquial and isn't um, used yeah, yeah. in translation that's because totally that's, helpful. that's what it means in so many of these places. Um, yeah. It's not you and Jesus. It's y'all and Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, well, and, and it gets ruined by... Are uh, again are happens in the Bible Belt this uh, personal yeah. savior right. that is just mm-hmm. about me, not about y'all, yeah. right? We and, and we, mm-hmm. I constantly fight mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. That, or at least lift up the other side of how it's supposed to be, not. Uh, but that language ruins yep. it in a lot of ways. So, what else, is there anything else that you th- you just hope that somebody will walk away from this with? I mean, you've already kind of given some of that, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah, you know, what what's your hope and dream for this for this book? Oh gosh. Oh, I want everyone to read it. Um I So do I. I um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think a big one is that practice is important. And in the church, we often talk about like faith practices, like, you know, are you praying? Mm -hmm. Are you fasting or whatever? And like, that's, that's part of it. But like practice is what you do regularly. My Mm -hmm. son is in Suzuki violin. He's seven. And, um, so, you know, we're supposed to practice every day. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. and what there, there's a, there's a book that, uh, his teacher gave me, um, it's called Helping Parents Practice, also highly recommended, uh, particularly if you are a Suzuki parent. Um, but also for other people, it's kind of like I read like five chapters in and I was like, oh, my God, this book is not just about violin. This is about everything. Right. Because so much of what he's talking about over and over and over again, the phrase he uses is practice makes it easier. Practice doesn't make hmm. it perfect. That's not a thing. Yeah. Practice mm-hmm. makes it easier. And so if you think about piano or violin or whatever, that makes total sense, right? Like the more you more time you spend doing it, the easier certain things get certain finger movements or reading the music or what have you. That makes sense. If you think about it in terms of sports, if you practice your backhand in tennis 10,000 times, it's going to be a lot easier on that 10,000th time than the first couple times. That's just a thing. Yeah. But it's yeah. also true for relationships and for yeah. our spiritual mm-hmm. life. Whatever you mm-hmm. practice regularly gets easier. Now you can practice good stuff. You can practice, patience and you can practice curiosity. These are great things. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can also practice violence and it shapes mm-hmm. you. The more violent you are, the easier it is to be violent, right? Or, or whatever, hmm. whatever your yeah. particular brand of sin, if you want to call it, that is hmm. the more you do it, the easier it gets for you. 
And the more you practice, you know, other things. I, I think about all my friends in AA. I mean, that is a practice. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not just necessarily practicing not drinking. That's part of it, but that's a symptom. What you're practicing is showing up to the meetings and showing up to yourself, showing up to your inner bullshit. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I would love for people to get from it is practice. What, a, what are you yeah. practicing? Mm-hmm. B, how is it shaping you? That's that's. That's a super worthwhile hope, dream, <laughs> right, I hope goal, so. oh. yeah. things. And I mean, yeah, yeah, just yeah. to change just a little mm-hmm, bit, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It's a huge. Yep. So the book is not quite out yet as we are recording right. this. It right? comes out July Into two, but it is pre-orderable okay. at anywhere good books nice. are sold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I have a random question. Do you are are there any works plans in the works for an audio book, like an audio version? Of there it? are not. Um, ah. I I don't have a whole lot to do with that. Um, sure. People ask me that about Fierce as well. Um, and funnily enough, people who know me kept coming up to me and going, "Oh my gosh, you wrote it like you talk." <laughs> I'm like that's true. Sure, that is accurate. <laughs> Which is good. I mean, it makes for good writing. <laughs> yeah. Like the people really? who know me are like, I can totally hear you reading this to me in my head. Um, there are not. I just that, that's what yes. I was looking for. Is I'd re- much rather have you read it to me than be reading myself because <laughs> it's going to sound cooler. Well, thank um, you. I, that's I not take a lazy that as a compliment. Thing. That's yeah. a, like it would just sound better yes. than what it's going to sound like in my head there, when there I read it. There are not plans so. in the works right this moment, as, as far as I know. I mean, who knows? Um, yeah. Who knows how that works? That's all right. I'll just have to know. do yeah. it the old fashioned way. <laughs> if any of your listeners are in Cincinnati on July two and want to come to the release party, it will be at seven o'clock at Tilly's. They should come. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Y'all should fly in. <laughs> oh, we should. Totally. Totally. Well, I am so thankful that it came on. And and mm-hmm. we're going to have you on other times. Okay. We Let's do it. book related I'm, I'm going to be your times. silent host in future episodes. I, Y'all will be listening yeah. and you'll be like, I hear some silence. That must be Alice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, thanks again for being on and coming and sharing this and sharing your thoughts and yes. your memoirs or Indeed. your experience Indeed. with every, because I think, I think there's a lot of wisdom there for us to ponder mm-hmm. and think mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. So, Great. Thanks. So, Great. So thank you, gentlemen. Well, thanks to all. Yeah. Anytime. Thanks to all of you, uh, who are listening out there and want you to join in the conversation and check out her book. Go, go and get it as soon as it's available. Go ahead and pre-order it. Just yeah, bring, just like it. five copies. So just a reminder of the title. Mm-hmm. I bet people at this point yeah. in the podcast would like to be reminded of the title. How to Human, an Incomplete Manual for Living in a Messed Up World. Alice Conner. Absolutely. I love it. I love the title. Yay. I think it's great. So... <laughs> Well, thanks to all y'all for listening. All y'all, all y'all for listening. And until next time, peace be with you. 